0: Are you ready to rumble? I'm the not, boys are back in town. The I'm boys not sure I am ready to down, rumble. No, you seem very subdued today. Yep. Is that, or is that the word? I yeah, can't even, I no, can't it think, is. I'm tired, too. Um, Can I tell you something?
1: You certainly can.
0: First of all, we should let everybody know this is a podcast. It's called Side Talks. talk about movies, but we also teach. Yes. We're in the third week now, and you're in the fourth week. I'm in the teaching. fourth week. Y'all, part of why I just had to question if a word was a word was because I've literally had to explain the same thing like 40 times to the same young folks. Uh-huh. And I don't know what's happening. It's like, it, I I feel like, again, in Mr. Organ when he's crying because he's so bored. Yep. Like, I feel like I'm crying because I'm just saying the same thing over. And, and then I'm like, do you under? Is it me? Is it me? Do you understand? Anyway, so I apologize if I'm a little you know off today
1: side talks the only podcast where both of its hosts are super <laughs> mentally well don't even worry about it let's burger yeah uh what's up ding dongs um, i
0: promise i'm not gonna do that every episode though i'm really not you're good i just like it
1: what's up cory heads what's up kittens no! No! gotta work in all no. my bits because i'm cory more bits craft no um but yeah we need more bits i mean um the bit can't be that we're <laughs> every time we record, just depressed and exhausted. Um, that's, only that's not every, a bit. That's
0: only every three episodes. <laughs> it really, is. It
1: really uh, is. That's not a great average. Speak for yourself, okay. bitch. All right. All right. I, yeah, I am speaking for myself. Um, I'm anyway, ready to rumble.
0: I'm, I'm ready to rumble. Let's I'm go. I'm
1: reluctant to rumble, but let's do it. Get ready for a five-minute fight.
0: Five-minute round one fight. What up? Yeah. Five minute fight. Are you ready, bitch
1: I mean, I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be to fight about a movie I haven't seen in a while and did not rewatch.
0: Yeah, well, I I have seen it recently, so it's a bit of a little cheat. But we are fighting about Back to the Future Three. If you would start the timer, please, Brad.
1: <laughs> a recent what's this shit selection that I yeah. missed?
0: You missed it, but you've seen it and you like it. And when I said. Boring. You were balked a bit. So we're now fighting. Let me just tell you something. This film is not good. It's just not good. So, what it, go ahead and give me two defenses for this thing. It's
1: the least good Back to the Future movie. It's still a Back to the Future movie. What year is this? This is. Uh, this is either 89 or 90. I don't, I've got the wiki, 90. 90. Yeah. And it feels like, and you know
0: what? It feels like 90. You know what it feels like? It feels like, oh, we really, we could have done this in the eighties, but now that we've stepped into the nineties with this release, (laughs) it's over, it's over. Let me just go ahead. Go ahead though. Give me a couple things.
1: It's a back to the future movie. It's got good jokes. It's got time travel, fun stuff. It's got, you know, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd being my pals. You know, showing up. I love Mary Steenburgen. I imagine that's going to be one of your complaints, her character.
0: It's absolutely one of my complaints. Even though she's great. Part of why I don't like this film is because I do love Back to the Future. Mm. The first Back to the Future is in the canon. It's iconic. It is a great film.
1: And I think it's fair to say that the sequels are lesser films. They are.
0: And it gets worse and worse. But this one, there's a big, to me, there's a big Mm. gulf between two and three. And there's an even bigger gulf, obviously, between one and three. This is the deal with this to me. So, it's a Western.
1: Which is good They to go, me.
0: They go back in time as Western. Don't need it. Mm, Mary Steenburgen. Disagree. Don't need it. Disagree. Romance with Doc. Don't need great it. Great stuff. So No. Or
1: Great Scott, as Doc Brown would say. Oh, Am I right, everybody?
0: Train. Don't need it. Trains, grow- what
1: are you talking about? You don't need the train. <laughs> Why would you ever watch a movie and say, I don't need a train in this? A this train being in any movie automatically makes that movie cooler don't and better. 100%. That, is, Highly an, that is an axiom. It's so
0: tedious running around on the train. If I want to see that, I'll go watch, watch a Buster Keaton film. This is just them being like, what can we do? Let's tip our hats to Buster Keaton. Don't need it. Don't need it. Western <laughs> saloon scene. Don't need it. What? Bad gags, dad jokes. ZZ, don't top? Need it. ZZ, ZZ Top. ZZ Top do need it. <laughs> <laughs> the only good moment. The only good moment. Don't, this film, the romance, don't need it. It's also, is. it's weird what they do with the mom. Like the way they bring the mom back is weird. She's not ended enough. And like, yeah. why are, Why is the mom related to the dad or whatever? Like, well, it's, it's so. Well, it's like Leah Thompson married
1: to. Michael J. Fox, but exactly. as, as Marty's
0: ancestors. It's, but it's weird. We don't like being a family doesn't mean that we all marry in the same family over and over again. I think that's what's happening. It I'm was confusing, sure. it but it weird was weird. Because it she's doesn't not make a McFly. And right? And so somehow it's still the same. They just it's wanted
1: to bring her back because yes, she was it. part but of the, the, the be, group.
0: You can do that, but you've got like be a little imaginative. And that's mm. what I'm getting at. Like sure. what's the first thing you think of? That's what we'll do. That's what this feels like. It is a bummer and it drags and it drags and it drags. And again, you're this is think about this universe. To me, that's the issue, right? Uh What you could go anywhere in time. You can do anything. You can go to the future. You can go back to the future. You can go to the past and (laughs) need to get back to the future. What are we gonna do? Eh, a kind of cranky western that you know, where where there's a dusty saloon and a train. I
1: mean, I think the truth is that Robert Zemeckis (laughs)
0: like
1: had just made like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was a big hit, and Back to the Future Part Two, and he was like. I can do any fucking thing I want to do. And I'm going to exactly make my right. Western.
0: I can do anything I fucking want to do. And this is what you he does? You wanted to make
1: Western. And look, again, the least good Back to the Future movie, I still think it's good. Uh, I do agree that it drags a little bit, which the other two movies don't really. Um, and look, I mean, I'll go back to my commonly repeated phrase, which is, I probably didn't need, if we're talking about what we need, sequels to Back to the Future at all to begin with. But since they made them, them.
0: we we could. Eh. They could. We could. Part of the thing about Back to the Future is it hits on that nostalgia, right? It does that thing where no one in 1990 was nostalgic for the good old days of the swinging doors at the saloon.
1: Robert Zemeckis was. (laughs) Robert Zemeckis was so nostalgic for that. Even Grandpappy
0: Pappy couldn't remember shit at that point if he was still alive. So like, Papa ain't getting it, you know. Papa's
1: gonna be like, "What's with the what's with the DeLorean? What's going on? What, What they're time traveling?" I thought this was a western picture uh,
0: it just it doesn't it doesn't meet that line between the sort of like again, as an eighties kid the, uh-huh. that sort of be nostal almost like inherited nostalgia for my parents generation and to have that connection. there's none of that. There's no like n- good nostalgic feel- feeling in watching this. It's just like a dusty ass fucking tired ass western that doesn't work it doesn't even work on that level
1: i don't agree with that there's a little bit of space
0: i think here left and i'm giving it to you to say another positive Mm. thing about this i haven't heard shit from you
1: not really i said some stuff um which is that trains are cool mostly i think that's where we landed on that
0: i'm like it's like fighting with a wet blanket like
1: i can't (laughs) i haven't seen this movie in 10 years
0: but you spiked up with like, oh, it's good. It is
1: good. It's fun. It's so a put your money
0: where your mouth is. I
1: think I did. I do own this on 4K blu what,
0: what time are we at right now? Five.
1: No, we're, we're good.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're he good. called
1: time. Oh, he did. I didn't yeah. realize.
0: I was still just. I was still just wrestling with a wet blanket in here. Sorry, <laughs> Sam. And I'm going to say it right now, if Corey, if Sam says Corey won this, I'm going to fucking turn this table over.
1: How do you have enough energy to turn this table I kind over? I don't
2: want to say that just to see it.
1: Go ahead. Do it. I thought do that it might then. happen. Do Brad, it. How's
2: all the insurance here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm, well, first of all, I think Corey's train is now a real law, kind of like Chekhov's gun. If there's a train in the movie, it's going to be a good movie. Um, like not the band, the actual train itself. Um- well, hold your horses
1: there, Sam. <laughs> if we're putting the band in the mix, uh, I think that applies equally <laughs> as well.
2: Oh yeah. Like, uh, other people. That was great. Um, Anyways, uh, let's see. There's a weird style of, like, mild Star Wars fandom about the entire Back to the Future franchise where even if you say just, like, the the tiniest little criticism about it, a mob comes at you. (laughs) Um, But this one, it really isn't as good as the second or the first one. The second isn't as good as the first. They all kind of pale in comparison um, to the first one in the series. And I don't know. And, yeah, to Rachel's point, it... Like, they could have chosen any time period mm-hmm. at all, but they chose the Old West. I don't know. Um, but also, on the other side, ZZ Top is in it, so yeah, I boy. might have to, like, watch out, uh, Corey, because the table's about to get flipped, but I think Corey wins on You've got
0: to be fucking kidding me right now. It's Back to the Future. No. Absol- I, I like, have no fucking I can't words have the I just fought with all my might and energy and I had lots of good points by the way Brad is like la- dying laughing right now because he knows I'm fucking right it just right. goes to this show you bullshit.
1: that it's the content of the argument not the enthusiasm yeah,
2: there we go. Yeah.
0: what content <laughs> the, was there content the coming the quality, from the other side the of the table fuck off <laughs>
2: I can handle Rachel coming at me. Just not an entire mob of like internet nerds talking about how. Oh, that's the what it is. It's the right. internet nerds. It's really, I'm a coward. That's what
0: it Whatever. is. Whatever. Yeah. I stood up strong <laughs> to these Barbie bitches.
1: Uh, yeah, you lost that too. Hey, uh, I hadn't lost shit. Brad, could you could you play us out with a little drops of Jupiter here? Absolutely.
0: the <laughs> choo <Choo-choo>.
1: Vomit. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to do like what is an after school special kind of sound like I don't know I can't even remember like
1: somber like piano
0: yeah I guess like a, a
1: little sting
0: well this is a very special segment we're calling it the fall four do you like that? See what I did there? I, the fall 4.
1: I do. Oh, also we the the more you know from NBC, yeah. you remember that? Yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah. So this is the fall 4. So, I asked Corey, and by the way, I'll just say, I asked him not even early this morning, just like mid-morning, "Hey, on top of everything else you're doing, can you come up with your top 4 fall films for the moment?" Right? Yeah. Not not we're not trying to get into the canon right now. No, no, we no. do a good bit of that. We're not trying to get in the canon. We're just saying like of the moment, the vibe at the moment. The circumstance that might be in our worlds right now. What are the top four your fall for? And uh, by the way, just so you know, I didn't spend any more time than you did. I just kind of yeah. came up with that. So we're gonna we're gonna hit you with a top four fall selection, and you could do like a quad, uh, you know, like a quad feature, or even better, maybe pick three. Out of both of ours and do a triple feature with yeah. some fall vibes. So why don't you hit me with? Uh, I don't know if you want to do them in order or what have you. I don't. Mine aren't really in any. Mine orders. aren't in any order. Give me either. Give me one of yours. I'll just go
1: chronological then. And the earliest um, selection, and this was just off the top of my head. And these are kind of comfort watches for me in autumn. Um, this is a real uh, spooky little treat that's art designed um, to to the blazes. I love. Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow from 1999, um, which harkens back to the Hammer Horror films and and sort of retells that Washington Irving um, classic about Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman with a little modern twist. And this one, as you know, because I'm sure you've seen it, Johnny Depp is Ichabod Crane, who is an investigator – uh, trying to get to the bottom of a supernatural string of mysteries in the town of Sleepy Hollow, the vibes are immaculate and autumnal, and this movie's gorgeous. I love it so much.
0: It is. It's a really fun aesthetic watch, and it's before Tim Burton went down the stony. End. Yep. So it's one I'm still like him. It's also before we knew Johnny Depp was a 100% son of a bitch. Yep. We suspected, but we didn't know. <laughs> um, and he said he played the role like he like Angela Lansbury. Yeah, like which He took it on like Angela awesome. Lansbury, which makes it really really fun. He sort of a scaredy cat detective um and it, it's a nice i think turn on on this classic story for sure and i i when i was living up north i did i made a little trip to sleepy hollow yeah. to that area and it was a lot it was so much fun and it really vibes that whole part of the country nice I, uh, good good choice um i'm gonna go I, I guess i'll try to go chronologically here even though i'm bad with numbers and say that uh from 1983 mm-hmm. in terms of endearment yeah Always feels to me. I've talked a good bit about this film in the past, so I'm not going to go on about it. I think I've talked about it a good bit, but I've, I certainly think about it a good bit. But it's Polly Platt is probably the person I've talked the most mm-hmm. about, uh, but did the production design, I believe, for this. And really, any Polly Platt film is a good fall watch. She's got f- some – Polly Platt had some p- fall vibes, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. But this one, this one's um, great. It's very, it's very Texas, though. It's mm-hmm. very Texas fall. And uh, But it, it is a kind of comforting melodrama, and, you know, your boy Jack's in it.
1: My boy Jack, but also I love Shirley MacLaine.
0: Yeah, she's terrific in yeah, this.
1: she's great. Terrific. It's a, it's a really good movie.
0: And one that is referenced. So if you've never seen it,
1: mm-hmm. you're going
0: to see reference after reference after reference. I mean, so much media is like, remember that scene where she freaks out in the hospital? That's what's happening now. I see that all the time. And yep. so it's a fun one. You should definitely catch it. And this is a good, I feel like just a good time for it. It does cover, like... Steel Magnolias, which to me is a spring film because that's where it kind of lands. Mm-hmm. It does cover lots of seasons because yeah. it's a very epic film. It,
1: sp- it spans a lot of years. As yeah, I it does.
0: But it, but it vibes to me. It's always kind of been a fall watch. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm coming with my my earliest er, oldest. So what what have you got next?
1: Next up is from 2009. Uh, I've actually got a pair of movies from 2009, and they have a lot in common. But the first one I'm going to start with is Coraline from director Henry Selleck, the stop-motion animated Halloween treat um, that follows a little girl who um, finds a doorway to another universe, a possibly malevolent other universe in the new home that she and her family have just moved into um this is a really spooky fun little uh animated treat from uh the director of the nightmare before christmas which is another obvious choice here but everybody's already seen that movie i mean everybody's seen all of these movies so what am i saying um Uh, but but people may not
0: have they may and they may not i feel like terms has got a little dust on it at this point it might it might anyway
1: but Coraline is is just a visual treat and um still kind of the best use of 3d i've ever seen in a cinema the the tactility of the stop motion puppets and and the the tricks with depth that uh, they do in that movie make it really special so if you have an opportunity to see it in 3d ever strongly recommended but it's a great movie otherwise
0: yeah and you know for those animation heads Um, I still haven't left the 80s. Oh, okay. So I'm at 1986 with a film that I bet a lot of people haven't seen, actually, Uh and that's Back to School
1: uh the rodney Dangerfield danger field yeah. with
0: the triple lindy yeah um really really fun it also has keith gordon in it uh-huh um kurt vonnegut yeah kurt vonnegut makes an appearance yeah. it's a really really fun movie and, and to me i mean just the premise alone is like rich dad anytime rich dad like rich party dad does anything i'm in yeah i'm in for rich party dad and it's rich party dad goes back to school and the kurt vonnegut uh appearance cameo is is part of a of a really great joke which is like he's so rich that in order to help his son kind of you know and he's been a dick dad right so he's like deadbeat dad and and trying to help his son and when he when he does that he um he just he's sort of like helping him with a paper I think and hires Kurt Vonnegut to to, yeah anyway it's there's a lot of great gags like that and there's also just really some really weird shit in this film too Uh Um, but I went back to grad school as a much older person I was in my 30s when yeah. I went back to grad school, and I was hanging out with a bunch of 20-year-old, hey, Lisa. And, um, and so there was always the like – I had a little bit of ad money from when I was in you know agency work. And uh-huh. so there was a lot of Dangerfield jokes being made about me when I was in grad school, and I support every one of them.
1: Um, I don't see the resemblance.
0: I don't get any respect, Corey. <laughs> yeah, that's I get, true. You hear, I get no respect.
1: That That is that is the thing there's that you a, have in there's common. There's a huge you don't resemblance
0: between me and Dangerfield. Don't worry. <laughs> Anyway, what's what's next for you?
1: Another stop motion animated movie oh, from shut. 2009 called Fantastic Mr. Fox from director oh, Wes Anderson. So cute. The most autumnal movie ever made possibly if we're just determining by color palette because everything is, you know, these these gentle browns and and uh autumn hues everywhere. Um but it's also, you know, a delightful movie because Wes Anderson adapted a really fun Roald Dahl story in his, you know, perfect little way. I, I mean, I can't get enough of this movie in particular, but also, you know, everything else that uh, old Wes has ever done as we've established on this podcast many times before. But this one is a, is a real treat.
0: Well, I'm going now into the 90s, 1996. This is one that's on everybody's list, so it's no surprise, but I couldn't take it off the list because I'm vibing it this year, Uh and that's The Craft. Yeah. Yeah, it's just an amazing film. Don't need to say a whole lot about it. Obviously, like a film like Halloween would be on this list, but I really was... Uh, because of the, you know, even though it's shot in Southern, like Southern California, Central California, like in the, and during a heat wave and or something. And they had like three bags everywhere. of leaves yeah. and they
1: had to reuse them. It
0: does, like what a great job because yeah. it vibes fall, heavy fall. But, yeah. but you know, I know that's even more on everybody's list. And it actually also, because it's so specific to Halloween, just really is, is less It's not just fall to me. It's like really moves into specifically October and then it kind of stops there. I don't really take it into November, whereas like the craft to me, you can kind of you can kind of start now and take it all the way through to Thanksgiving. So um, it's just a great it's a great film and a lot of fun.
1: It is a lot of fun. Well, my final uh, film on this list is the most recent by far. Um, It's Ryan Johnson's Knives Out, the wonderful murder mystery from 2019, where we're all gathered at a gothic mansion and everybody's wearing sweaters and sipping hot beverages from mugs and, you know, just having a quirky, fun time trying to figure out who murdered Christopher Plummer. Um, I adore – this movie in particular i i also loved the sequel glass onion uh from last year but glass onion's totally different vibes knives out is all about the fall and nothing uh goes together as well as autumn and a good murder mystery in my opinion
0: yeah well i am a cheating i'm a cheating on my last one cuz the last one is really the entire series
1: oh what are we 20- what are we doing
0: eight Okay. Twilight.
1: Oh, okay. It's
0: the most fall you can fall get. I mean, it does cover also lots of eras and yeah. seasons, but, but in many years. Pines. It's all so, But it's so fall-like, and sure. I bet it's on a lot of people's lists. And it's, yeah. um, I think that's one that if you're doing like a binge watch – that's a really fun one to kind of put on over the course of a of a weekend. So um Twilight Fest happens for us it in, in the winter, I believe, mm-hmm. which is I think also appropriate. Um, especially with that first one with those sort of really cool blues. But it it does it very much strikes me as a fall film and there are a lot, there's lots of fall scenery in it. New
1: moon is the really fall one. That's a I big think. fall one, yeah. 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 But um but sure, you know, you know I'm not on board with those movies. No, you're but, not um,
0: because you're not on board with having a little fun.
1: Wow, that's yeah. true. Um
0: But I think these are all good suggestions, even though you aren't supporting my Twilight (laughs) wreck. (laughs) Not not supporting it. You can't, you you know, if you picked any of these and put together. You'd have a fun time. You'd have a good time. For sure.
1: Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the side talks podcast.
0: We're your own personal cinematic ghost Rider nine seven seven and the weekend. Drake. I'm doing the weekend drink like like Brandy Monica.
1: What is happening?
0: Oh, you don't know about this? No. Okay. Well, let me bring you up to speed here. You just
1: said a bunch of words and I'm not sure that they're related. Are they related?
0: At Ghostwriter977, uh-huh. okay. Um, has created a song, an AI song. Okay. Using the voices of Drake and the weekend, and they're not too happy about it.
1: Uh, so, join the club. Everybody's, everybody's freaking mad. out about AI.
0: But apparently, apparently, they have on their little website or their little, I don't know, wherever you get the damn, wherever you uh-huh. download the, download the damn song, there's a, they, they push you to a page where they want to get your phone number and ask for your phone number. They, as, as in Ghostwriter 977. No. And, uh, no. they want to get it so that if they pull this song down and, you know, this is a song, it's called Heart on My Sleeve. Uh-huh. Um, but there's more, there's more coming. There's more coming. Oh, boy. Um. But there, so it's like so many downloads, Corey. This isn't just like you know twenty people. This is a shit ton of downloads. But anyway, they want your phone number because they want to be able to to text you a link to the song should they pull it down. Oh lord. So this is where we're headed.
1: I don't like it. But, I, this is completely. I've completely missed this.
0: Well, you might want to look into it because here's the other thing: is that there's now some. Um, apparently, I could have also said the weekend Drake and. The, on the other flip side of that coin the grammys oh. because there's some conversation about this being potentially uh because there is a human involved in its production that there's some potential for it being you know could be grammy nominated <laughs> uh-huh
1: I would love for that to happen honestly just to see everybody lose their minds
0: so now's your choice now's your chance
1: um I will be the ghost guy Really, in this, I I will be the malicious uh, user of artificial intelligence, trying to replicate uh, artists and their distinct sounds.
0: I'm happy to be the weekend slash Drake, even though the Weekends had a little bit of a run of it lately, hadn't he? Got a little. Like borderline cancel? Is he canceled? What's I one? don't
1: know. I it's didn't watch any of that show.
0: The H twenty four show.
1: Yeah, um, because I heard it was terrible, and I I've don't heard mixed things. Care?
0: Yeah, no, I, 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 definitely don't care.
1: Um. So I and I'm barely aware of the weekend, other than in uncut gems. To be honest, like I guess I've heard yeah. some of his songs, but you've
0: definitely, you've definitely heard his music. Mm. There's no way around it.
1: Uh, okay. Well. Anyway, not not willingly I'll just put it that way um I've never been like hey who's the weekend let me look into this I it's just been around me um but good for him I'm glad he's out there doing his thing I guess yeah. being well. canceled or possibly not I don't know <laughs> and being AI what <laughs> yeah. is it
0: called when you get AI there's got to be a term for this right uh AI. yeah
1: we got we got to we got to coin that term um man
0: this podcast is where we're headed. at
1: SidewalkFest dot com. If you can think of a term uh, that would apply, um, I don't care for Drake though.
0: Yeah, well, you don't like Canadians.
1: That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, thank you to Batwall Studios.
1: Yeah, thank you, Brad. You're welcome. Oh, uh, what else do we say here? We're Sidewalk looking for a Yeah, we are looking for a sponsor We there. will
0: take an AI if that AI has money.
1: I think our deal with Red Robin fell through. Well,
0: yeah. we'll, um, um, but not Robin Hood. We'll take fake money. We'll take, uh, we'll take some virtual property. I, I don't get it, y'all. Like, I'm confused. Like the
1: metaverse? I'm
0: confused. Like, I would love a little, little plot of land down by the coast, you know? But I don't need a little plot of land in a virtual world on a computer screen. I'm not um, getting it. There's somebody right now out there like, you aren't getting it. That's exactly right. That's their voice.
1: Honestly, I think if somebody gave me a cup of coffee and uh, said something nice and just made eye contact with me, I'd probably feel pretty good about that. A real cup of a-
0: coffee or one that I that I gift you on your computer screen? Oh, a Lord. virtual cup.
1: Um no, I like to actually drink the
0: coffee, personally. Yeah. I like to sip the coffee.
1: Yeah, but hey, <laughs> the darn AI taking over our, our barista's jobs, too, next by, by oh, digitally. Man. I don't know where that's going. I'm just going to stop. Visit SidewalkFest.com to get tickets to what we're doing at the cinema. And, folks, we've got a packed couple of months Coming your way, yeah, it's wild. It is, wild. it kind of <laughs> insane. <laughs>
0: we may have—I'll just go ahead and say it—not confirmed, unconfirmed. Maybe this should have been a reflections because <laughs> it's something else. But we may have the uh, Taylor Swift Eras tour for a f- whopping four week run.
1: Yeah, so stay tuned to sidewalkbest.com. Did you hear Corey's excitement? I'll probably go watch it. I guess I don't want to pay well, they, fucking twenty dollars though. It's not twenty dollars. It's nineteen dollars and eighty nine cents. It's nineteen
0: dollars and eighty nine cents. Or if you're if, if you're retired and and, and a senior or a uh-huh. uh, or a student, it's thirteen thirteen. I don't understand that. Go girl. What is that? What is you the don't thirteen? Understand 13? Th- oh my! Don't get me started. You don't understand the thirteen. All the great things that have happened to Taylor Swift in her life happened on wh- around the number thirteen, and her birth- birthday is December 13. Okay. So there's a lot of references to thirteen in her and her work and of course this film releases on October 13th
1: oh shit yeah okay I and not, like I'm and no, like,
0: Midnight's has 13 tracks
1: I'm no Taylor Swift scholar I'm a neophyte get out, get at out of most here. uh heard some of those records liked them fine uh, liked a couple of them a lot but uh, that's about as far as I go will I sit and watch the Eras thing especially if we get it at the cinema yeah I honestly. want that
0: popcorn bucket I want that collector's <laughs> cup and we know a thing or two about it, an 8 by 10 oh my god I don't think we're supposed to say anything I'm just Spilling all the secrets, the Swifties are gonna, you know, come
1: see that at Sidewalk. Come see me, I'm one of you. We book it, which we may.
0: Oh, we've booked it. The I mean, question is, will they confirm it? And, uh, and you know, that's in Taylor's camp right now.
1: Come on, Taylor. She listens to this. Mama obviously. Tay,
0: come on. Um, you never know. I mean, you know how yeah. she got where she got, right?
1: Where did she go? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know. What, what are you talking about?
0: Let me tell you how you become really, really successful. Okay. You take a, a, a group of fans and you invite them to your home and Did you bake them brownies. That happened? All the time. What? All the time. Like when
1: she was like still going to prom in Northport, Alabama with random dudes, right? No,
0: no, no. no. She um, totally like played 1989 for them first groups and groups and groups it's like a, it's you that's how you build an army she
1: was already very very famous by she was that already point, very right? very
0: famous by that point that's how that's how you build a fucking army okay is you bring them little by little into your home and you bake them fucking brownies and you give them a treat
1: are you still waiting for your invitation
0: out. how do you know i wasn't there <laughs> i'll never tell
1: okay well um i guess that's enough for this episode thank you for listening <laughs> it's never
0: enough just check me out on my swifty podcast i wish i had one actually Anyway, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks to Batwell Studios. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.